Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to H-Time. They get their work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby! Oh, yeah! Hey, hey! hey yes, yes, Ben! Good job, Ben! Good job, Ben! I like it. Come up, closing out February strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this a leap year? It is a leap year, yeah. Yeah. You know Got why? Three extra days, of, or one extra day yeah. of Ben's brilliance. Yep. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, With I need three, to... Three more days in the month after this. Yeah, I uh, I need to remember that, because it's my anniversary. Me and Amy got married on Leap Day, on February twenty ninth. Yep. So when do you usually celebrate your anniversary? The twenty eighth or the first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you get around to it. No, we celebrate them on both. Everybody thought I was being brilliant by yeah. getting married on the 29th. <laughs> like, oh, that's brilliant. You only you'll only be be uh, be on the hook to celebrate your anniversary once every four years. Oh no 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 sir, twenty uh, eighth and the first. Is uh, is what happens each year, which I'm fine with. I'm very happily married. It's a double reminder of the wedded bliss in which I live. Um, yeah. But yes, I can tell you, it is definitely a leap year. We got big plans this weekend. So, do you do something special on the year that you have to cram all when when you have to cram one day into one day? Uh, I'll, do you I'll, do anything special for that? I'll let you know. It's the first okay. time. Yeah, it's the first one we've had since we got married. The, uh, Usually you cram one day into two. Yeah. Now you now you cram one day into one. That's uh, somehow more challenging. Kind of. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go out on Thursday because that's the actual date. But then Friday is a better day to like go do something. You know what I mean? You got, you got nothing yeah. on Saturday. So to, Amy will get the two days out of it again, by okay. hook or by crook. How are you doing, my friend? you have a nice weekend? I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting more and more encouraged by the glowing reports out of spring training about the pitching staff, which are mostly uh, all your standard stuff that everybody says when they come back in. Hey, uh, altered mechanics, uh, fixed body weight, best shape of my life, ironed out what was wrong in the offseason, and yet, and yet, I am buying into that. Oh, yeah. 
hook and crook or whatever uh, phrase you just used. Hook, yeah. line, hook, line, and sinker is what you're looking for. That's there. what I'm buying. Yeah, yeah, the whole yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, you got Javier, 15 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. You've got Framber uh, reworking his sinker. Yep. Not trying to throw so hard. Yep. Right? Yeah. He was trying to throw too hard last year. Yep. Seems like this is where I don't, this is where I start to get a little skeptical. Seems like at some point over the course of the second half of the season, when Framber had a, a five plus ERA in all his non no hitter games, he threw one no hitter and then a bunch was, of five plus ERA type yes, games. Yes. And maybe they would have dawned on them at some point, like, hey, maybe, uh, did it really take all the analytics of the offseason to say, like, hey, maybe don't try to throw so hard? I don't know. <laughs> I know. They get to say, it's not like they wait till December for the information. You know what I mean? Like, I think I haven't read Yeah, real but time. I read the article. I read the article about Brian Murphy heading down to the, to the DR to meet with Javier and Framber. And, uh, and, and that being one of the big, one of the big, things they're working on don't throw so hard yeah, yeah yeah at least the sinker don't throw so hard right. so that's uh that's a good gig that bill murphy's got man like he's uh he gets to head down to the dr every year and just hang out with all the pitchers down there you know it's like i wondered about that too yeah like <laughs> not a bad gig it's not a bad gig but i also wondered <laughs> i'm very skeptical in a fun way this morning about various things with with spring training because you hear the same thing every year except the whole uh, the trip murphy takes down to the dr you know, where you can meet with those guys away from the normal circumstances and everything. does also feel like it may be a nice little, you know, work vacation. <laughs> That's what I'm know. saying. I like yeah, of all yeah. the places. Like, Bill Murphy is standing on the table making sure they keep signing guys from the DR and not drafting guys from Toledo or something like that. Like, right, yeah. Bill Murphy had None to spend Jeremy de- Pena December stuff. in Toledo. Right, Rhode Island in George December. George Springer and Jeremy Pena. I had to go up to not – that not that Murphy would be working with those guys. No, but, no, yeah. yeah. New Britain, Connecticut. Um, I, uh, I Wait, which, who was from New Britain? That was George. That was George. Yeah, okay. Springer's from New Britain. Jeremy from Rhode Island. Neither are great. Um, no, the players are great, but those locales not not all that good. Yeah, I saw Chandler's article too, man. That got me. Uh, that got me excited. Uh, the Framber and Javi are, are dialed in and focused. The big thing this weekend, you're Don in the two hole, Seth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're Don yeah. in the two hole. Yeah. Where are you on? Now that's what these. Uh, that's. You know, before you uh, before you go old school, Dusty. This is what a lot of teams are doing with their tippy top best hitters. So the Yankees do with Judge. It's what the Angels do with Mike Trout. Um, well, what, I mean, the whole having having a power dude at either number one or number two. That's what the Astros were doing with George Springer. Yeah, where a lot of people really didn't like that at first until George started hitting leadoff home runs on the regular. Yeah, puts a lot of puts a lot of stress on a on a fella if all of a sudden he's down one nothing or two nothing in his second at bat. I um whether you like the move or don't like the move, and I like it. I you know, look, it's more at bats for Jordan. It's cool. It's a pretty deep lineup. So some lineups it'd be tricky to put a guy like that at two because 7, 8 and 9 are just such a black hole, but the Astros I think if Peña finds his stroke, um you know, Yiner Diaz is your catcher now. It's not Maldonado batting ninth anymore. It's yeah. a deeper lineup. It's seemingly, seemingly on a day-to-day basis. The thing I like about it is that it at least it, the appearance is that you have a manager who is listening to the analytics people. That's listening to the the front because this is an analytics move to put a guy like Jordan at two. I don't Dusty over his dead body would put Jordan Alvarez, one of the best power hitters in baseball, in the two hole. Is my guess, and yeah. so I think it is indicative. Whether you like the move or not, I do think it's indicative of a manager. And a front office that are more simpatico this season than in yeah, seasons it, past. Right, right, right. Yeah, it. Um, it, it you know, it's, it's not. It's going to be Tucker. 
batting fourth. So yeah. not not you know you don't have to stick those. I guess that's still Dusty would be approve would approve of that. Yeah, because you get to go lefty, lefty righty, righty, lefty. lefty yeah. yeah, I suppose yeah. that's probably that would be the compromise that they would have had to make. Yeah, yeah. I just look. It's weird. Um, and so it's a weird thing that we've been spoiled so much that I kind of miss the days when you could have almost like um, two cleanup positions. Mm-hmm. You'd have first cleanup and second cleanup. Kyle Tucker would be batting eighth, and it would make sense. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, here we go. Um, it's just it's it's a different composition of a team right now. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like the move. Um, I, I like what it kind of symbolizes. Combine this week. Um, I think uh, probably not as many. It's weird. Um, I was going to say probably not as many eyes on the Texans. Certainly, it's not as prospect centric a combine for us here. We're going to get into reasons to watch it a little later on at seven o'clock today on the show. Um, but uh, but D'Amico meets with the media on Tuesday. Nick meets with the media on Wednesday. They both meet at noon on their respective days with the media, noon central, and I would imagine. There's going to be a whole lot more national attention on the Texans uh, at the Combine this week. The D'Amico and Nick Casario press conferences, I think, will probably be very well attended, I I would think, just based on the story that the Texans were this year. The the Texans themselves have a whole lot of buzz, but there's not necessarily a whole lot of juice for what they're going to do in this draft. I'll be be surprised, and pleasantly so, if – Nick tries to trade up within the first round or something. I mean, you got you do have Dallas Turner, the edge rusher, who is from the the blessed Alabama, the he state is. of Alabama, where they're like, I don't know, maybe they trade up for another uh, Alabama edge rusher a second year in a row. I'm not expecting them to. I guess the the big thing that I'm going to be looking at in the first week is that I think that I think because linebacker is not a real strong position in the draft. Um, I think the, the Texans are still going to be looking at linebackers, but I think that linebacker is not a strong position in the draft. I think that's where they go in free agency mm. is they try to fill that hole there. Whereas with wide receivers, this is one of the reasons I don't think the Texans would really splurge or go out on a limb for Mike Evans is that there's a boatload of quality prospects. Yep. You know, you know now they're going to work out, but there's a boatload of quality prospects. I do think just because of the way the draft shakes out that perhaps um perhaps there perhaps there ends up being uh, uh a defensive lineman taken in the first round and those are the first guys who work out so you know D'Amico's oh, okay. gonna be there the first guys are the linebackers in the d-line so D'Amico will be there early in the week um yep. and uh would be taking a look at those guys yeah i don't think the workout starts till like wednesday or thursday but guys are getting into indy yeah. today like there's it, it they kind of stagger it by position yeah d-line and linebackers are first up that's yeah, D'Amico's going to love that. Um, Caleb Williams not throwing. I saw you had that here. I hadn't seen that yet. So he will not throw. Daniels Caleb isn't going to either. Yeah. Okay, Jaden Daniels. Those are, those are the two we know of as okay. of right now. I, I don't know, man. I was just like, hey, I just, all I know is we have a quarterback in Houston that wanted to compete. Yeah, Probably going to be a top two pick no matter what, and he just wanted to go out and throw. You know, Bryce Young didn't want to. No, so, no. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Hey, one year. Small sample size, whatever. I don't know. CJ wanted to compete. Right, yeah. right, right. I know the guy that threw wound up having the greatest rookie season in the last 20 years, and the guy last year that didn't throw, that got picked ahead of him, got squashed like a bug for 17 yeah. games. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. No agent for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, some questions kind of surrounding him at the end of the year and whatnot. I don't know, man. I'd throw if I were him. 
The no agent thing, I wonder I wonder how much teams even care about that anymore. Especially given that Lamar Jackson's done pretty well with no agent. He does have the second highest contract. Took a little league, while, right? but yeah, he got there eventually. Yeah, but it could have taken a while with an agent too, you True. know. It, yeah. It's uh you know, maybe maybe it would have been a little I'm more like Dak Prescott getting his contract. If if Lamar Jackson had an agent, maybe there wouldn't be night, as much perhaps staging and all that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it worked out for him. The, the, I mean, if a guy doesn't have any issues, then I don't think the non-agent thing matters as much. I think sometimes almost, I, I, I think sometimes teams want to see a guy who might have issues like personality issues or something yep. with the right agent, like the guy that can actually work with him and maybe get a team around him and everything. I don't know if they'll worry about him with, with that with Caleb Williams. Financially, it makes perfect sense for Caleb Williams to not have an agent. Everything's slotted yeah. and he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Like why give yeah. 4% to some dude for doing a contract where there's almost no negotiation, hire a lawyer for an hourly rate, to let him look over the contract and, and then sign the damn thing. Well, and you don't even need that. I mean, the NFLPA will give you that, too. So you don't even have oh, to that's hire right. that. The NFLPA has advisory As Laramie Tunsil pointed out to us at training camp that one time. Well, he did have St. Omni, too. Whatever the hell he was or did. Yeah. Who's since been fired by Laramie Tunsil. That was great. <laughs> tell me about <laughs> Funny this. thing about that. <laughs> tell me about the St. Omni Was that on McAfee? That was on some show. Oh, no, it was a, pod- I think it- it was a podcast. I think it was on the Pivot podcast. Was on the Pivot podcast? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because on McAfee, on the McAfee show, St. Omni walked behind Laramie Tunsil yeah. while he was doing the live stream. Yep. The live stream. And then later on, when he was on the Pivot, he, he said, funny thing about that, I had to fire St. Omni. Fire him, yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right, we're off and running on a, a Monday. Payne and Pendergast. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, all right, so where do the Texans stack up in the tapestry of the AFC? A former host in this very seat had some pretty cool things to say about the Texans and in the process may have put himself in the Club Lopez epitome of what's wrong with Houston fans. We will examine the audio next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. All right, so a uh, a friendly voice to uh, you, the Houston listening audience, one that sat in this very chair for a few years, Nick Wright, FS1, 
Um, they were uh, his show, First Things First, afternoon debate slash talk show on FS1. Everybody knows he's the big Chiefs fan out there in the national media. Um, here was Nick Wright talking about the team that he thinks might have the best chance of upending the Kansas City Chiefs this season. My cheat answer is there is no threat. But if I have to give an actual team, let's just look to the history. In this five-year run, the one time they didn't win the AFC, the Bengals beat them. But I don't think it's the Bengals. I think it's a team that can follow that blueprint, which is uh, consistency at the coach and coordinator spot, superstar quarterback, has drafted really well, and can overspend in this free agency period because they have the quarterback so cheap, and that's the Houston Texans. Joe Burrow was in year two. They had drafted T. Higgins. They had drafted Jamar, or they were drafting Jamar that next year. They have Tank Dell coming back. Slowick didn't go anywhere. I think D'Amico's excellent. They have their left and right tackle in place. They got to spend money on defense like Cincinnati did, and then maybe they can take a big leap. So my answer would be Houston because they can do win-now stuff that doesn't hurt them long-term because C.J. So cheap over the next three years. It's the smart yeah, good thing to do, and they already showed their legitimate playoff team. Okay, so there's there's a lot to unpack there. What's your gut reaction to what you just heard Nick say? So. I, I, my gut reaction is all right. Like let's let's be real about where the Chiefs are right now. Or yes, Pat Mahomes is awesome, and Pat Mahomes pulls rabbits out of the hat at the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime in the playoffs, and yet. I mean, I just, I just, I rewatched the Raiders Chiefs game this weekend because I'd only seen little tidbits of it. Oh my gosh. I mean, they were just, <laughs> the Chiefs offense, I was awful in that game. The Raiders only, the Raiders scored two touchdowns on defense. It was, um, and, and it just, and the, and the Raiders ended up winning the game. And that was on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, like right towards the end of the season. We saw a few different examples of that. And we saw weaknesses certainly in the playoffs as well with the Chiefs. Uh, like you, yeah. you win in overtime. Um, <laughs> the Bills game came down to the wire and a field goal. Like I, they, they, yes. went, they went a full get the equivalent of a full game without scoring a touchdown. The second half of the Ravens game right, and right. the first half of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs will be the favorite to win the Super Bowl, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know if they are right now, but after the draft and everything. Um, I, I just feel like there's multiple teams that could threaten them. I think as far as the Texans being the team that threatens them, right now, I wouldn't handicap it that way just because I saw the Texans completely non-compete versus the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You know, I just uh, – they I that, that Ravens game rattled me somewhat, and – Tank Dell will make a difference. Yes, I don't get. I, I, I fully understand that. Um, I just I need to see more improvement through the draft and free agency before yeah. I can say, hey, all right, yeah, they're the team that's going to do it. And with free agency, I'm going to get excited after the Texans f- sign a few free agents, and then after they have their draft picks. But you never really know if any of those guys are going to work out until training camp. So I wouldn't just based on last year and the regular season and the way everything went in the postseason. I can't put the Texans as that team right now. No, no, I um I need to see what they do in free agency, and I and I guess you know, and Nick's Nick's take obviously is highly dependent on them not only spending in free agency but getting yeah. it getting it right. Like the Bengals, you know, I love, I do love the comp of the 2021 Bengals. It's one, it's one I've been using throughout this season, and in a way, they're 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 almost a year ahead. I mean, the Bengals in Joe Burrow's rookie year were not what the Texans were in C.J. Stroud's rookie year. I mean, Joe yeah. Burrow was injured. The Texans played the Bengals that year in in week 15 or 16. Burrow didn't play because he was hurt, but Joe Burrow was too 
he was two seven and one. I want to say as a rookie, it was a competitive two seven and one. I know it sounds like faint praise, but they like you could see you could see the direction of that franchise moving the right way. Um, I mean, the Texans won the damn division and won ten games. You know, so yeah, so yeah. they're in in some ways. You know, there may be fewer finishing touches to put on the Texans for them to become what the twenty twenty one. Bengals. The 2021 Bengals were 10 and 7. That was in their second year with Burrow. The Texans have already been 10 and 7 with CJ Stroud. I think if, if the, and now the, the part that gets tricky there is when you start talking about being aggressive in free agency and, and what that means. The Texans had the fewest numbers of snaps played by players they had drafted this past year. Uh, does that make sense the way I phrased it? Yeah, that? you're like, talking about players they dra- not players they drafted in 2023, but just players they've drafted, period. Yeah, okay. yeah. Only 23% of the snaps taken, or 34% of the snaps taken, were taken by t- players the Texans had drafted, which makes sense. I mean, they hadn't had, they didn't have draft picks for a long time. For a few time. of those years, they didn't have a first <laughs> yeah, round pick. Very yeah. few draft picks. So, where generally, if you look at the top 10 teams, uh, like in the league, um, a lot of them usually like they've got the majority of their snaps played by drafted players. Foundational the, guys they picked. Yeah, you look at the bottom ten teams in the league in terms of snaps played by players that they drafted. Yeah, very few even playoff teams in that 10, right in the in those ten teams. So I just that's where I generally favor. Yeah, you got to draft well. You got to have those guys on your team. You got to grow them and and do what you can. And then if you also look at the last, like the most aggressive offseason teams in the last couple of years, uh, Patriots a couple years ago. Remember how well that went? Yeah. Went, it was great for one year. One year. And then they sucked again. Yep. Dolphins in 2022. My, what a masterful stroke uh, that dude. was of, uh, you know, how that's all I mean, turned out. Having, after we'll two get into years. that. They're having a cut, guys, right now. Right, they, right. Yeah, they've got a cut. Xavier Howard is available, most likely. Yep. Uh, New York Jets, I would actually argue, is one of the ones that worked, except for the whole thing that one of those free agents you signed was Aaron Rodgers, and he got injured on the first in, in the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. They, um, it's interesting because the Texans, you're right. They, I mean, you've got the percentages in front of you. The, the one of, if not the, you said the lowest percentage of snaps taken by guys they drafted, and yet, yeah. and yet, I would submit without having the information, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in front of me, that they probably no team probably had more rookies take more snaps than the Texans did last year, like yeah, their 2023 yeah. class, and and I would say 2022 also. I mean, a lot of guys from that class, you know. I'm not saying he played good snaps. Like Petrie wasn't great this year. Stingley was when he when he was on the field. Um, John Mechie played a lot. You know, D- you know, Damian Pierce, Christian, Christian Harris. Um, so the last two classes, boy, the Texans are an interesting team from a standpoint of like overall, they don't have a ton of snaps played by guys they drafted, and yet the last two classes are the linchpin probably of both sides of the football right now right right you know yeah. so, so I, I like i think that i just think that with the texans i'm very 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 optimistic about the next couple of years yeah um i just I, I feel like in the rare instance where i just have to agree with colin coward i think that some people have lost sight of the fact that this is still a rebuild that i think there's still there still needs to be more substance 
throughout the roster. Um, and yeah, I do. Like, I want them to spend in free agency, just not necessarily exorbitantly and not to the point where people are uh, all excited and gushing about how they won free agency. Yeah, Winning yeah. free agency is almost a recipe for disaster. If not in that very season, then at least the, at least the, the, the season after the year that you spend big in free agency. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, do you think John Lopez is aware that his former co-host is seemingly advocating a free agency approach that is endorsed by a pairing that John Lopez called the epitome of the old school mentality in this town, Payne and Pendergast. The epitome of what's wrong with Houston sports right, fans. Right, right. I mean, I, he, he might not have said fan. He said it was a mentality that's hard to shake. In yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Nick Nick wants the Texans to spend on the defensive side of the ball like like you and I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, um I don't know. I like I, this, this is where I still don't even know what our argument is with Lopez. As far as our, is it? It's I, that we don't want to pay thirty million a year for Mike Evans. That's what it for, boils down to. For if me. it's not, yeah, I feel like so with Lopez. It's like if it's not Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley, then you guys don't really want it. Is that what it is? Yeah, you don't is, have uh, cojones if you. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I the the whole thing about Mike Evans is. I really like Mike Evans. I think there's a really good chance that wherever he goes, he does well for at least another couple of years. I think the problem with Mike Evans is that you're you're tripling down on a position that's already like one of the few actual positions of strength on the team is wide receiver. You're going to have to pay Nico Collins likely. There's a very good chance you're going to pay him very soon within the next calendar year. At some point, Tank Dell will have to get paid. Um, And this is a year where the draft is stock full of potentially good wide receivers. I would very much rather build from the ground up with those guys. Since you already have two veterans that you don't need Mike Evans taking away any snaps for them right now, but bringing a young phenom that you can bring along. And then, yeah, that's awesome. That's a good problem to have in a cost-controlled one at that. Uh, The whole thing with Saquon Barkley, I realized this just as we were getting off the air yesterday. I think the biggest issue I have with Saquon Barkley is that he just he's only had one good season in the last four seasons, mm-hmm. and he's a running back. I don't I I a hundred percent don't understand people's fixation on Saquon Barkley other than the highlight reels. I really don't get it. Knowing everything you know about running backs and how injury prone they've become over the last decade, and how hazardous it is signing a second a running back to a second contract, stack stack Derrick Henry. I know people are down on Derrick Henry because of his age. Derrick Henry has had a better season than Saquon Barkley in each of the last five years, including Saquon Barkley's one good season. I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'll tell you why people think this way. Because Saquon yeah. Barkley was the number two overall pick in the draft. Yeah. That, that's why. That, that's 100% the reason why. One of the biggest myths that is, that is, uh, that is discussed – around the NFL is that, well, the only day really matters what pick you were taking is the day you're drafted. After that, you're in a competition with everybody for a job. Yeah, okay. That's why Sam Darnold keeps getting jobs. He was a third overall pick. The higher you were, you're, where you were taken in the draft will absolutely continue to go with you wherever you go in, in, a, in a good way for a lot of guys and that they're going to continue to get chances. It's why Mitchell Trubisky keeps getting chances. He sucks. He's awful. <laughs> he's terrible. But he's gonna, someone's going to sign him and probably give him a backup job because he was a number 2 overall pick in the 2017 well, draft. Yeah, you know? and that's, the, that's where the ego comes into it is that all these different coaches and personnel people yes. feel like, well – they're, the Bears are the team that botched that. Right. Oh, the Steelers didn't know how to handle Mitchell Trubisky. That, yeah. Oh, no, we've got the magic sauce. We'll, we'll take this kid and teach him how to play football. No, that, that's exa- I think that's exactly in the, in what it is. In his 27th year of playing football. <laughs> right, that's exactly what it is. Um, so you mentioned Xavier and Howard. 
um, over the weekend. The Dolphins are <clears> – <throat> boy, the Dolphins have a lot of work to do in the next couple weeks. They, they were going into the weekend before – well, they haven't officially executed this cut of Xavier Howard yet. They're going to do it before March 13th. There's some administrative reasons as to why. They're going to make it a June 1st cut so you can spread the cap hit out, blah, blah, blah. Um, Xavier Howard, who at his peak was one of the best cornerbacks in football, he's not been that the last couple years. He's been overpaid the last couple years. They signed him to a huge deal. They made it They made it through two years of a five-year deal with him, to your point. He wasn't a free agent. He was an extension of their own. But, um, but he's going to be 31 this year. The the I guess scary thing if you if you don't want Xavier Howard here and I I really don't want any part of Xavier Howard if I'm the Texans he reportedly wants to be here according to DJ Bienname of ESPN.com he's from here went to Baylor wants to be a Texan yeah yeah um they have a need a corner I will say that I mean you know they they've got Derek Stingley and then a bunch of schmoes from the street well and as of right yeah as of right now. Um, Steven Nelson's a free agent. Yeah, uh, you you saw was it Steven Nelson that tweeted this out or no, X posted this out? Derek, Derek, Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stingley in in the in the aftermath of all the chatter about Xavier Howard coming here, Stingley took up for Nelson. He just tweeted out twenty four and twenty one with a lock next to it. You know, like a lockdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, and and Jonathan Grower, either a lot they're a lockdown combo or they're locked at the hip. The, could be both. Maybe he's, maybe he went in and put his jersey on D'Amico's desk. Said if you don't re-sign Steven Nelson, yeah. I'm going to get injured again. Yep, yep. And D'Amico said you're probably <laughs> going to get injured again anyway, man. I just, <laughs> oh. just Gr- like Saquon Barkley up in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grenard replied to Stingley's tweet and then ended up deleting it, but somebody screen grabbed it and said, "Yes, yeah, Sting. People love new shiny toys until they don't. Twenty one just showed y'all what's up." And still gets treated like he's mid with laughing, crying emojis. Mm. Um, so, Grenard, it's interesting because Grenard and Stingley appear to be, Grenard for sure, and Stingley would appear to be taking up for Steven Nelson. Meanwhile, Laramie Tunsil, team captain, Howard and Stingley with like the the snorting, you know, like the, the snorting the, bull or whatever, the snorting, or the snorting man, the snorting, the snorting man, snorting but like man. angry. Yeah. Or, like or, or, okay. Blowing, yeah. Blowing smoke out of his nose. Emoji. Yeah. yeah. Howard and Stingley. And now keep in mind, <laughs> Laramie, Laramie is, has been teammates with both of these guys, right? Laramie, yeah, that's right. Laramie yeah. and Xavier and Howard were teammates yeah. in Miami with each other. It would have been, it, it would have been fine if he had added Steven Nelson to the mix, yes. you know, like maybe a nickel or dime. Right. It would just, yeah, look, whatever three corner package you've got out there. Then maybe that then that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but no, he had to exclude he had to exclude Stephen Nelson. I don't I don't ever take anything Laramie tweets out uh, with like any degree of uh, like serious messaging or anything. Like he's I think he just pretty much he really just I think he has a thought, puts it out there, and then never thinks another thing about it. Yep. It doesn't. He's he's done that a lot. He'll uh, he'll kind of like randomly comment on things that you have no clue what he's talking about or anything. Like he'll be like, "Oh wow, good, nice, nice carousel at this amusement park." But you won't <laughs> even say it amusement park. He'll just say nice carousel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what to make of it. So, uh, yeah, Xavier Howard is an interesting one because you know, in a weird way, it's almost like Stefan Gilmore, where Stefan Gilmore for a stretch there. It, it wasn't like he was erratic from game to game. It mm-hmm. was from season to season. He'd either be, wow, 
he's a he's a really disappointing draft pick to like, oh wow, he's the best corner in the league yeah. actually. Oh wow, you know what? He's not any good anymore. Hey, right, hey, look at that. He's actually a top five cornerback. Yep. I, is Xavier Howard a guy that's gonna fluctuate like that? I don't know, but he's been injured the last two years, and that's been a huge contributing factor to him not being nearly as good these last two years. And he's gonna be thirty one this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's a lot of red flags you just laid out in about fifteen seconds right there for me with uh with Xavier Howard, like if he came here, you know, I'd, I'd roll with it. But I'm not, I'm not standing on the table for Xavier Howard. I had to double check my Stefan Gil or my Derrick Henry versus Saquon Barkley over the last five years because Derrick oh. Henry did have the year he was injured, and I just wanted to double check that yes, he was still better as a runner. Receiving's different with Saquon Barkley, sure. and that's a, that's a factor. But as a runner, he was still better than Saquon Barkley in a year in which Saquon Barkley played thirteen games and Derrick Henry played eight. Okay, so, so even the eight yeah. game season, he was more productive. Okay, as a, as a runner, yeah, yeah as a yeah. runner, I, I can see that Saquon Barkley is the more threatening. Receiver, sure, yes. sure. All right, let's get and, to- and still though Saquon. Barkley the last two years, Sean, his yards per reception have plummeted. Okay. And whereas like Derrick Henry's yards per reception is actually way more respectable than uh, than Saquon Barkley over these last couple of years. Interesting. All right, let's get to some headlines in the next segment. The Astros got going with some spring training games this weekend. Uh, Rockets up and down weekend. Lot to get to in headlines. Combine starts this week. We'll get to all that in headlines coming up. Coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, um, we'll get to headlines here. Reminder, Combine starts this week. I know that uh, the folks from the Texans, Texans All Access, they'll be there all week long. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll get some coverage from the uh, from the Texans there, 6 o'clock each night. From Cody the, uh, Stutes is there and, uh, and John and... Landry have had him on as well. Yep, yep, yep. And actually, we'll have... We stole some of his audio last week. We'll have... We did. Well, no, Cody offered it up. Um, Yeah, we stole it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, John Harris is going to join us on Wednesday this week from the Combine. So, in the uh, the 8 o'clock hour. So, we got that to look forward to. We'll talk about the Combine more at the top of the hour. Um, As far as headlines from the weekend go, uh, it was nice to sit down in front of the television and watch... Folks in Astros uniforms play baseball. That was cool. Saturday they beat the uh, the hated Nationals seven to four. Mauricio Dubon, a little three for three action right there. And then they split the squad up yesterday. Yep. Lost both games. Three nothing to the Cardinals. Three to one to the Mets. Results of the game not super important. I guess the most important thing to come out of the games yesterday is Hunter Brown very solid for a couple of innings yesterday. Solid is all, yeah. That's all I want to hear out of Hunter Brown is solid. solid. Yep. Solid Looks strikeouts good. are awesome. But not erratically so. Yep. So, yeah, let's do this, Hunter Brown. Yep. 
Um, Jordan Alvarez, according to a handful of sources, looks like he may be batting in the two-hole this year. Yeah. Put, put that under the list of things that we would never see under Dusty Bell. I'm, I'm very anxious to see, Seth, some of the things that we see with Espada, both in terms of player usage, lineups, yeah. pitcher usage, that we didn't see with Dusty. It is. This is where I'm. This is where I've already like, kind of given myself a pep talk in advance. I, I did feel that Dusty got to the point where even when he did things that he kind of had to do, people were so frustrated that they would they would be angry at him for doing things that he had to do. Um, I think that because of load management and 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 injuries, obviously, but load management makes it different than it used to be. There's going to have to be shuffling of the lineup. And people get upset about that. I myself get upset about that because I just want things to remain the same, damn it. Mm-hmm. But I think there will be shuffling because of load management. I guess one of the big questions this year is, hey, Jose Abreu actually might have options to back him up at first base. There's actually like there's com- there's competition going on right now to for who can be the primary first base backup. So that's that should maybe stabilize things a little bit. And that all depends also on whether Jordan can be consistently available in left field. Yeah, um, I get that's the one. I saw one person. <laughs> I don't know if they're being sarcastic or not, saying they get nervous about Jordan Alvarez batting second because that's more opportunities for him to run and get injured. <laughs> I uh, I thought for sure it was sarcastic, but then I kept looking down the thread and I'm like, I think this guy actually believes this. Okay. I don't know. What to, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to make of this. With yeah. at bats comes the chance of running. Yes, yes, that's, yes yeah. Yes. That's, uh, it's it's part and part. Unless he hits a home run every time up. So and I do. You said various sources. I think the first I saw it from was Brian McTaggart, mm-hmm. and Brian McTaggart, as he was conversing with somebody, confirmed that the the prospective lineup would be Altuve, Jordan, uh, yep. Bregman, and then Tucker. Yep, correct. Yeah, I think Joe Spada said it in his media session yesterday. So it was a race to Twitter. Probably I to trust McTaggart. Post it. I do too. I trust McTaggart yeah. uh, absolutely. Spada, he's been doing it longer than a Spada. <laughs> um, so, uh, so baseball is back, and that's good. Rockets, meanwhile, up and down weekends. Uh, Friday, great night on Friday. One fourteen, one ten over the Phoenix Suns. That's a nice win. They yeah. come back last night, and <laughs> and not as good. One twenty three. To one ten, they lose to they lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who man, they have put on a clinic in doing a rebuild. Man, <laughs> they trade Paul George and they get Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's in the running for the MVP. They they got the Chet Holmgren pick right, man. I like I I I was wrong about Chet Holmgren. He's a really really good basketball player, and they have so many first round picks for the next several years. It's crazy how much draft capital they've got stockpiled, man. So yeah, credit credit the Thunder and um, and the Rockets. Just more up and down kind of stuff over the weekend. I think uh, the well your whole your whole objection with uh, what's his face there was his skinniness. Yeah, Chad so Holmgren. Yeah, 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 he was a stick. Still is. You didn't say he couldn't play. You just didn't expect him to stay healthy. And maybe it plays out that way. I just like he he. I I expected him to get shoved around too, even when he was on the floor. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, and and he's he's been really good for them. One thing I thought I was—I was thinking about this uh, watching Bowl Bowl uh, on Friday night mm-hmm. was just how how much beefier he is than his father was. Like he's not, and he's a stick himself. But like, uh, sometimes I think we forget just how skinny Manute Bowl was. Dude, I, I want to credit Bowl Bowl with like overcoming the genetics there, <laughs> just or maybe his mom. You know, maybe got some some muscularity from his mom. The best was when Manute Bowl and Spud Webb were on the same team, like in the the equivalent of the G League back in the day. Yeah, five six Spud Webb standing next to practically eight foot tall uh, Manute Bowl, 
That was a good win on Friday, man. I'm bummed that the Rockets couldn't follow it up with a better effort on on uh, on Sunday. I I was yeah. I was surprised they beat the Suns on Friday night. The biggest thing is like in this last stretch where they are two and seven in their last nine outings. Yeah, they they've been giving up over 120 points per game. Yeah, in their, their defense in the sucks. Losses, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, like that's where I just. If I could have had one thing this season, it would have been that. That, okay, wow, yeah, the Udoka effect is, yeah, they're young, they're inexperienced, it's going to take a while for everything to gel. But, man, look at these guys go out and and get some scrappy defense going. And, and it looked promising in that regard for a while. And it's just kind of fallen completely off the face of the earth. And Udoka does not hide where he thinks the problem is. Because somebody asked, he was asked in the, la- with, in the last couple few days, what the issue is with defense now versus the beginning of the season when their defense was really, really good. And he's like, I don't think it, they were, they were asking him, is this something, have teams figured your defense out kind of thing? He's like, no, I just think certain guys aren't giving as good an effort as they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that, there's a, there's an element to that, like in any defense in any sport, which is all right. Even if you get figured out, so to speak, uh, Try. Like the, you, you shouldn't be getting destroyed. No. If you if you play your asses off and if you got some semblance of talent, and they and the Rockets do have talent, it's uh, it's the latter part. Man. Yep. Um, now, a team in Houston that does play defense, and if they didn't, their coach would really be angry. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson and the Cougs, big yeah. big win on Saturday in Waco against the Baylor Bears. Cougs led by a they led by a bunch at halftime. They led by like fifteen at the half. Um, Credit Baylor, they made a big comeback late in this game, forced overtime, almost didn't go to overtime. Cougs hit what looked like a buzzer beater, wasn't a buzzer beater, so they go to overtime, and then the Cougs just dominate um, in, in overtime, and they win in Baylor. That's a that's a nice win. That's a nice week. Iowa State and Baylor in the same week. Yeah. Kansas coming up next week. The, I mean, the Cougs have stepped right into the Big 12 and not really skipped a beat compared to the AAC last you, year. You beat two top 10 teams yep. just in the course of one week. Um, I mean, Shad hit the game winner. It was just a beautiful. It's just such a shame, such a shame that that wasn't. I I feel like he should have. You know what? You know what the Europeans would have done? They would have given it to him. <laughs> they the care soc- not for your actual mentality. clock keeping or anything. Yeah, you, every, everybody would have looked to the official to see whether the game right. was over or not. Right. And the official would have ruled that yes, because yes. for artfulness yes. and gusto, Great yes, take, that was Seth. that was a valid basket. It was stoppage time. Come yes, on, yes. it was close. <laughs> it was close. So, um, yeah, credit the Cougs, man. Good weekend. Uh, good, good weekend for the Cougs. All right, man. We got a bunch of man, other headlines. We'll get to those in the eight at eight. Eric Bieniemy's got a new job. He's the OC at UCLA. Cody Bellinger signed a Correa Twins type deal. We'll get to that. Richard Sherman needs to be taken off the roads. DUI for Sherman over the weekend. All right, lot, yeah, yeah. That, Stanford those, graduate Richard Sherman. I'm told he's a Stanford graduate. You would think that he might. Operate with uh, yeah. slightly no more. No Stanford graduate has ever acted irresponsibly. First one when, ever. Uh, when it comes to driving or running a billion-dollar company or anything. Nope. Yeah. Um, all right. Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Those are your headlines from over the weekend. All right. Combine this week. I got four things to watch for, and none of them are nerdy, sitting, watching dudes running around around cones. It, important Texans angles on what's going on in Indy this week, which we will get to next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.